Welcome to Teachings in the Air. air, air. Welcome to Teachings in the Air podcast with Jerry Oldman. Coming to you from Hunkameenam Territory with a podcast series about Indigenous men's health and wellness. We aim to inspire, motivate, and empower Indigenous men to be sound in mind, body, and spirit because that's what health means. This is Teachings in the Air with Jerry Oldman. Today's podcast is called Aunties and Uncles. You know, the traditional role of the auntie or uncle was all about being a role model for your nephews and nieces. To be a teacher to bring knowledge to your nieces and nephews about life, about living life, about being part of this life, this universe. Also, it's about being an ally in tough times. Ally means to be tied together. So when we had tough times, oh, the uncle and auntie would come and tie themselves to you. You'd have that feeling, ah, somebody's got my back. So when I think of those traditional roles of uncles and aunties, it's, oh, it's a wonderful way. You might wonder, why am I even talking about this today? Because I understand today and I know and I believe that our family circles have been shattered, not broken, shattered. I say not broken because there are wonderful uncles and aunties out there. But there needs to be more. 
You know that residential school experience has a definite impact on our family structures. Because our family traditionally, you know, indigenous way, we're everyone on our dad's side and our mom's side. It's our family. So we had lots of uncles and aunties. As long as, you know, they're older than us, you know, they're our uncle, they're our auntie. Oh, that's a good way because we're never alone. So this crazy new way of being what they call nuclear family, just a mom and dad raising those children all by themselves, it's not a good way. You know, the way back to that way, that good way of life, is first off to accept our identity of being uncle or auntie, or grandpa or grandma, cousin, parent, sibling, child, grandchild, great-grandchild, to accept that identity. And for us adults, or people that are older, to accept the responsibility of being an auntie or uncle. So I have guests on this podcast today. You know, we were at a conference called Cloud with the Aboriginal Youth Wellness Crew. So they decided that we'd have a panel called Aunties and Uncles. And there was a wonderful moderator whose name is Savannah Minus. And the co-panelists with myself were Naomi Bob and Serene Squawkin. Oh, wonderful people. So we sat down and shared our experiences of uncles and aunties. So take a listen and enjoy and um, spread the news about what a blessing it is to be an uncle or auntie. So stay tuned. Um, right now, we are going to be moving into our next presentation, which is the Ask Auntie and Ask Uncle. So I wanted to welcome um, our elder Jerry, Jerry back, and as well as Serene Squawkin and Naomi Bob from Indigenous Youth Wellness. So if you wanted to come on screen. Um, so I will let the uh, I will let you introduce um, yourselves for this conversation, but we really thought that it was important to host a conversation um, today, especially on the first day, just defining what, um, defining family, kinship, and the relationship uh, in our communities to our aunties and our uncles. Um, so Naomi, if you want to introduce yourself, we can start with you. That sounds great. Thank you, Savannah. Um, I native, good morning. Um, I said good morning. My name is indeed Naomi. My family is from uh, Snetnawis or Nanus Nation over on Vancouver Island. Um, and I was born and raised here in East Van in the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil Waututh nations. Um, and I do have family from 
host nations here as well. So I've been very lucky to be raised safely here. I also said, um, it is really good to see you. So um, I've been learning how to introduce myself and I figured I'd add that in today. Anyways, I'll pass it off to Sarain. Why Haswal East West Palpawicha Kintels Pinkton? Hello, good day. My name is um, Serain. My um, uh, ancestral name Palpawicha is Butterfly, and um, this is my home, uh, Penticton. I come from uh, the Okanagan Nation, and I'm CU. I've been on the Indigenous Wellness team for about a year and a half, and um, I look forward to hosting this panel with this great crew. I'll pass it off to Jerry. Hello, it's just so good to be here today with my wonderful, um, don't even know what to call them, my nieces or my co-workers, <laughs> you know. I'm from, uh, my name is, uh, my home, they call me Patse, or it's one of my names. And the other one, when I'm in Vancouver, is Sahilsit. My colonized name is uh, Gerald Douglas Andrew Olman. And I'm originally from a small community called Chalath, which means by the lake. But I'm now coming to you all the way from Brandon, Manitoba. I'm, uh, I've been teasing people and telling them I'm a settler in Brandon, Manitoba, a Statlium settler. But actually, I'm an immigrant. I migrated this way. So I'm so happy to be here and to share um, with my co-panelists. Thank you, everyone. Um, I guess to start off um, our conversation today, I, we can start with the, the question, um, what does it mean to be an auntie or what does it mean to be an uncle in our community? Um, and through this conversation, I'd really um, hope that we can collaborate. So maybe if you wanted to go one after the other or um, just raise your hand when you're ready to answer um, just so that we all have the chance to share. But I think that there is so much to cover and if we don't cover it um, all during this conversation, that's totally fine. I think. Um, just really taking the time to reflect and, and think about what being an auntie or uncle or mentor in our communities means to us is really important and um, an important message to share with the youth and everyone that's tuning in right now. So again, what does it mean to be an auntie or an uncle or mentor in our communities? Who would like to start? I can start if you'd like. Um, I guess I just wanted to start with like a little story. Um, not too long ago, actually, this was only in the last uh, couple of years, I was spending some time with um, one of my uh, nephews, Thomas. Um, he's 11 now, and he, this, so I guess he's probably like around 10 maybe. Um, but, but we were playing outside and he had scooters. So he was showing me his really funky, like electric scooter. And he gave me like a, you know, old school scooter. So scootering along. And then I said, oh, let's turn down that street and let's keep going further in the neighborhood. And this is like near his mom's house. And he was like, no, like my mom said, we can't, like, I can't leave the street from where she, she can see me. And I was like, oh no. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, it's okay. I'm your auntie. And that was like a good reminder in the moment that um, I am an auntie. So it's like, for me being an auntie, 
it's a mixture of being kind of like a sister and a mom together where you um, play and you have a totally different role with them than, than, their, than their mom, but you still are there to ensure their safety and to check and um, make sure that they are listening to their the, their parents, their mom, their um, guardians. Um, so that was like a funny story that I, I just thought of that kind of symbolizes being an auntie to me is realizing I'm not a kid anymore. I'm actually one of the adults. <laughs> I guess I'll hop on um, what it means to be an auntie. So I became an auntie when I was eight years old and um, classic native story. Um, and what it means to be an auntie at that age, I think just being present. Um, one thing I've noticed is just uh, my family really, we love to connect either through dinner or um, like going out on the land. So I, I do my best by trying to connect with my nieces and nephews um, and having that relationship with them and also making sure that they're listening to their parents because um, I definitely don't want them to not do that, but also realizing there's limitations as an auntie or like, and also some things are like, ooh, the candy, like that's between you and me, you know? Uh, but I guess my biggest thing is uh, a connection between my nieces and nephews. I do love, um, playing with them, either snowboarding down um, Apex or um, kind of just playing at the park and playing weird boss battles with my nephew. He really likes uh, video games. And uh, I think just having that sense of support and also like a different way of, um, I like opening their eyes to a different way of seeing the world. So it's not just black and white and uh, talking to them like they are like an adult and just seeing like, hey, what do you think? and them kind of being like oh i don't know i never really had the option before you know so just testing out those sort of things of um creating independence with, between themselves so uh, yeah that's how, how would i would describe being an aunt i guess i can describe by being an uncle by first off by describing myself being a nephew you know i was so lucky that i had um, like my my one of my grand uncles came to live with us after he got to be an old elder, you know, so he's having a hard time to move around and he come to live with us and um, the relatives, I guess you could say shared him because they would, you know, a different family would take him in after a certain while. My mom took him in because that was um, her uncle. And he's like my grand uncle and I, I could remember him teaching me how to work around bear paw snowshoes because I'm from the mountains. So we had these bear paw snowshoes. But he was so patient with me, you know, and then I guess that that real feeling of family, like I belong to him in a way, not this ownership belonging, but that we're one, we're the same. And to have that feeling of, um, of course, I couldn't feel it at that time. You know, here's this elder, you know, teaching me around this and he'd make me do it over and over again, get it right, you know, so. But he was a good teacher. He was patient with me. And then my, um, my other uncles, you know, would introduce me to ceremony and training. They called it Kwasanchut, how to train my, my mind, my body and my spirit. 
So, and I think back just to just now today, I thought, well, to be an uncle, first off, I learned how to be a nephew, you know, and then my, my aunties were, um, of course, make sure I'm fed. You know, <laughs> I go see my auntie Amelia and she'd always have homemade bread and good food, you know. That real kindness in her voice, that timber of kindness, it's all I can say, I guess. It's, it's not like really soft where I can barely hear her. But it was like, a, and I think about it like I'd say today, her voice is like flower, flower petals, you know, and she'd talk to me and, and, um, and feed me. You know, it just, she, it, like when I was with my auntie, it wasn't like a sit down, I'm going to tell you something, nephew. It was more like um, feed me and then I could, when I'm eating, and she would talk to me. You know, so it was, um, I started to learn to be an uncle, and I, and I, when I, when I'm talking about my uncles and aunties, it feels like I got a long way to go. You know, I can't help but the feeling because of the way they were with me. You know, yeah. So that's my experience with uh, uncles and aunties. Um, and the next question is. What does it mean to be a nephew or a niece and to have that relationship? <laughs> I can start. Um, so I, I grew up like with a single mom and um, I think that really helped me connect to my aunties and uncles a lot more because I was a community child either staying with an auntie or an uncle. And um, I think what it means to be like a, a niece uh, I think just being open to new teachings, uh, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to um, have many teachers in my life, um, either be aunties, uncles, or um, people in the community. And I think uh, being open to different opportunities and then also um, kind of reminding your auntie and uncle what you need too, right? Like, because um, it's, explaining what you need as like a niece or nephew, but also um, kind of being open to what they have to share to you. So I think kind of like a, a two-way street sort of thing. And um, uh, and always just having fun. Like, I think as a niece, I always try to have fun. I think as an aunt too, I don't know. I just like to have fun. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was to, to be a good nephew and I got to listen. You know, actually one of my, um, I guess you could say one of my older brothers told me, when uncle tells you something, you listen, you don't say, I know already or anything like that, because they might not talk to you again. Just say, just sit there and listen. Sort of nod and let them know you're listening. So to, because when the uncle, my uncles took time to, to teach me, I had, if I didn't listen, they wouldn't teach me. So it's an important lesson, I think, is to when the auntie or uncle is talking to you, is to listen and acknowledge them as um, thank you, uncle. Say thank you, uncle, or thank you, auntie. You know, so that's being a good nephew for to me. Like I, I learned that, you know, and because uh, there's goodness comes back when I started saying that 
to my uncles and aunties to let them know I'm listening. I agree. And I think that um, the best lesson that I was taught growing up was that um, to go and find ways to help. And that was one of the best ways to learn how to be a niece as well as how to be an auntie is to find a way to um, go and help my aunties. And they're always doing something. And I bet you anything, you might not even need to ask, they will tell you what they, they need you to help with. Um, so that looks like waking up and getting yourself ready and going and um, seeing what they're already up to and seeing how you can support them. If it means helping them make breakfast, if it means, um, for me, um, my, one of my aunties um, is Kat Norris. She's um, a huge organizer here in the downtown east side and she's been working here for over 40 years. And um, I love to see what ways I can show up for her at different events because I get to learn how she loves an entire community as an auntie and it's a beautiful experience i get to see the way that she um, weaves people together and gives people roles gives people a sense of belonging together and um, that auntie kind of role extends beyond just someone who is she is my dad's sister but that that it can extend beyond that and so that can be even finding different aunties and uncles that are safe to work with and um and just asking what they need help with or just see what they're doing and just help them. If they're carrying groceries that are really heavy, maybe you could help them carry it back to their car with them and then ask about their day. Or um, uh, for me, it was always um, helping with Bannock or Firebread, which is a fun one because it means you get to get your hands messy and hopefully learn their secret recipe, which is always one of my <laughs> secrets of why I love helping my auntie cat because she is the best fry bread and I have not been able to recreate it since, um, or yet I should say. But um, yeah, just showing up, seeing where I can support and help and then you get to spend time together. And sometimes that's when I hear the funniest stories or I hear um, different teachings that they want to share with me. And um, like Jerry said, even if they're repeating things to you, that's a sign of love that they really want you to learn this. They really want to gift you with teachings that, they, that help them guide them. So um, sometimes I'll hear the same story. Sometimes I'll hear the same teaching. And um, I'm always open to hearing it because um, I think it takes a long, uh, many times of hearing something before you start to like remember it. And then, um, practicing it on your own is also a totally different step too but yeah I think for me being a niece means um, getting to go and just work next to my aunties and seeing what they do because um, they're amazing and they're people I want to model myself after and I think that's why I hesitate to call myself an auntie sometimes like you're saying Jerry like the aunties that I have to look up to are so incredibly inspiring and intelligent and beautiful and kind. And it feels almost like, I don't know, like I get nervous to call myself an auntie, but I have to remember that it, I am an auntie, that I have people in my life that I love and care for and um, to be okay stepping into that role with them. So for me, being a niece is just learning, opening your mind and learning and helping. And that looks like cleaning dishes and sweeping the floor and doing all of that stuff. But um, I promise you it's worth it. Yeah, Naomi, like when you said that, um, like receiving the same story over and over again is, is a sign of love because it's a gift from your auntie or from your, from your loved one that really resonated with me because I've heard the same stories <laughs> over and over again from my um, loved ones. So 
Um, I just wanted to ask all of you, like, what is, um, what is a beautiful memory or a beautiful gift that you've received that you can remember um, from an auntie or an uncle or community member? I'm sure there's many. I know it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start off. Mine was, um, and I've shared it with my little team here, is my, my uncle and my dad's side. He worked all his life on a railroad, you know, and he got to be a foreman and he's just a hard worker. They're all hard workers, my uncles. And, um, get up early in the morning, you know, go out and work, never complain. Tell me things like, don't stand with your hands in your pocket, sit like an eagle, sit up straight, don't be a slouch. Anyway, he came to me one day and he said, um, yeah, I built a sweat lodge down by the lake. He says, you wanna come? I says, oh yeah, uncle, I'll be there. So I went down that night with him and um, I remember I got there and I was waiting, he wasn't there yet. And he, then I hear him coming down the trail and he's coming down and he's got a great big armful of fir boughs, branches off the fir tree and they're all about that long. Just a great big, he's got, he's actually got them, a rope tied around him, carrying them on his back. And he says, okay, we'll put them in the sweat lodge. He says, you, you put them in. And my dad taught me how to put them in a tent. So I just put them in like when we went camping, that's what beastie, our mattress was the fur bows. So I said, okay, uncle, I'll do that. And then I was doing that. And then he was making the fire, heating up the rocks. I got um, inside all fixed up and then the fire were waiting. And then we went in. It was my very first time. He says, it's gonna get hot enough you. I says, okay, uncle. And he says, if it gets really too hot for you, just put your head by the ground because it's cool to stand by the ground. I says, okay, uncle. Anyway, he started. I just got so hot, my ears were burning, my toes were burning, you know, and I was laying on the ground, trying not to whimper, you know, and um, didn't want to think, no guys want to let other people think you're weak. So I said, I'm going to tough this out. And I was there and I was just, really um, hot and I could hear him blowing on his elbows and his knees because he was getting arthritis. He was doctoring himself. And, you know, he says, okay, nephew. And he opened the door and he says, you go in the lake and go under four times. So I went in the lake, there was ice on the edge of the lake. Holy cow, I went running and jumped over the ice and jumped the lake, I was so hot. That water felt so good, it felt like self going over my body. And I went under. And I stood up on the beach there, there's a clear winter night, snow and ice. And I was looking up at the sky and I could see the Milky Way. And all the stars. And I had that, what they call grounded moment, you know, where I just felt one with the earth. I felt one with life, I guess. And I was standing there looking up and it just felt so good. And I said to my uncle, I said, uncle, you mean I've been drinking and drugging all these years to feel good and I could have been doing this? He says, yes, nephew. And, uh, so till this day, I'm in love with the sweat lodge because of my uncle. 
So that's one of the stories of my uncle and what he gave me that I still carry today. And it became part of my life. So that was, <laughs> I know I must have been 25 years old or something like that. And I'm 72 now and I'm still, still doing that every week for my uncle. Thank you for sharing that story, Jerry. Um, just seeing the joy on your face when you're telling us these stories and sharing these gifts with us is so beautiful. And um, I'm just so grateful to, you know, have this conversation and also to call you an uncle and Naomi and Serene, um to, to call you coworkers and aunties. I'm, le I'm learning so much from you every day. So um, if you two wanted to share as well, um, what is a beautiful lesson that you carry with you from um, your loved ones? Um, thank you, Savannah. Yeah, it's definitely so amazing to have, be on this team with such beautiful people. Um, so Jerry, your, your story, it made me think about, I was trying to sit here and think about like a specific gift or a specific story um, for my aunties or uncles. And I have to say that it's just like a, it's all of it together, like what that means for me, because every story that my aunties share with me, whether it be their own life story or other stories to help teach me, um, everything that they have shared with me has really made me know who I am and my identity. So I'd have to say that my gift from my aunties has always been and always will be my identity because they teach me how to be in this world, how to be an auntie, how to be how to be um, indigenous from, from where we're from and um, learning about their journey and how they learned how to be um, in this world as, um, as homok, as, as, as indigenous people and also as like as women. And what that taught me was um, that there, you know, so many struggles, so many things that they've had to combat, to overcome. And yet they always do it with a smile and a laugh and with a curious mind. And um, so I guess for me, it really is my identity because they teach me what, about my family. I get to hear all the stories about my family, be it like, you know, <laughs> across the spectrum of human emotion. There is many, many stories about our, my family. And it's um, such a beautiful thing to learn because it means who I am as Naomi, as their niece, as, as um, Thomas's auntie. Um, and I get to learn about my family and also just seeing myself reflected in my family is a huge way I ground myself in my identity. I am a natural night owl. I love being up at night. Um, I love coffee. Everyone on my team knows how much I love my coffee. Um, and um, learning that like my uncle, I was talking to him on the phone one night and I said, um, uh, you know, we don't really have like a family, like, like we don't come from a clan like what, what's our like, everyone has these beautiful crests. I was like asking him about this and he was like, well, first of all, you know, we are, um, we don't follow the clan system because we consider ourselves of all of animals. Like we, we connect with all of them. They all have teachings for us. And um, he said, but you know, as a joke, if we were to choose one, he said it would be the night owl because all of our family are night owls. We love to stay up late. We love our coffee. We love all of that. And he said, if you wanted to design a family crest, draw a night owl with a big cup of coffee. <laughs> and that's, that was such a good story because I, I totally agree. And just, 
also just to see myself reflected in my family, especially the ones that are over on the island who don't live with me over on this side of the water, um, to hear about just funny stories like that too, that just, I know when I'm up late tinkering away with something or weaving or doing something, I can I can pretty much guess that my uncle is watching a movie over on the island because we also love our movies or my dad is, you know, probably writing or um, doing something else late at night as well. Or my auntie cat is probably doing some sewing. She loves to do sewing. Um, but just knowing that we're all kind of, you know, such similar people um, has also really been such a gift to learn to to know who I am. Yeah. I love that. I love like just building on that, like that family connection. I think that's one thing that my both, I guess my aunt, I usually say my auntie because I, I only have one auntie on my mom's side. And um, I have like two uncles on my mom's side that are alive. Um, but the one thing that I think they've all taught me is like unconditional love. So I can go like long times without talking to them just living my own life but every time I do see either my auntie or my uncles like they genuinely say I love you or love you and like give me a hug and um you can see that they like miss the the young little girl that they used to take care of but they also see uh like a strong old young uh young woman and um it's just I think that un unconditional love is something that I just value a lot because it's um, you see it throughout uh, my cousins, um, my connection with my grandma, my siblings, like even though we all butt heads at a lot of times, uh, we all know that we still have each other, like um, almost I guess like a mafia in the sense, you know, like <laughs> family name is like it means something, right? It's a, it's a bigger thing. And um, just knowing that, like, and knowing like my last name, uh, Squawken, it's uh, Squawken, that means uh, eagling in our language. And it almost seems like carrying that name is almost like everyone in our family is under the eagle wing, which is kind of nice. Like we're all kind of a part of the bigger unit. And um, one teaching that my auntie has always taught me is uh, giving without terms and conditions. Um, Sometimes uh, other family members can, can guilt trip and whatnot, but my auntie has never done that. Like she's always just given something to me and I know that I can, um, that it's just a genuine gift. Whether that be laundry detergent or um, other little things like keychains or a cute little sweater or whatnot. Like I know it's her gift to me because she wants to gift it. And I've taken on that, um, that teaching and kind of just started implementing that now with my nieces and nephews, just now that I actually have a career where I can buy them things. Um, but giving them like useful things too. Like my auntie would always give me useful things. Like she'd give me laundry detergent. Whether I needed it or not, I knew it, like if it were higher times, I still had that one, you know? So um, I guess useful things and then also um, just giving without terms and conditions and um, overarching one for my family is uh, unconditional love. Like just the, how strong our family is um, makes me really value the, the teachings that I've received from my aunts and uncles and um, also just knowing that um, 
we have that the, the larger unit other than just our family like there's our, our community as well so those are my teachings from my family and community thank you um i do want to mention sorry one Sorry, I couldn't hear myself. Um, I just want to go back to how all of you are saying that there's many different ways for us to express love um, in our communities and in our families. Um, but when that connection is missing, how do, we, how do we restore it or how do we go about building it or taking that first step? Um, I know when we were doing the planning for this conversation, that was one thing that we talked about, um, Jerry, um, is how do we, um, Build this, build these relationships um, in our communities when, and take that first step to doing so. Yes, I, I, I you know, I hunger for, to hear somebody say uncle to me. You know, I get hungry for that, and I get hungry to say uncle or auntie. And I learned to um, adopt aunties and uncles because I'm a, what they call a traveling man. I mean, I've traveled all over the country. People call me and I go work for them when I, before COVID. You know, I've been to Labrador, NWT, the Yukon, Alaska, different places to work. But I would go and um, if there's an elder there, if there's an elder woman, a granny, I'd call her auntie. If there was a man, I'd call him uncle. And I go over there like a good nephew and I'd bring them water or whatever. Hey, uncle, you want some coffee? I start, I talk like that to them. Because yeah, it's a good feeling to be a nephew that like that. And I've also, I went to Muskegon and I became part of their longhouse there. And people that are older than me in the longhouse, because they've been there all their life, you know, and I just went in in 2000 or something. So I have aunties up there half my age, younger than me, and I call them auntie. And they, it's so good to hear them, hey, Stephen. That's a, that's a say nephew and muskie. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Oh, it just feels so good, you know. Oh, auntie, good, 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 auntie. Well, no, no, I, auntie, I'd say that to them, doing very good. Same with uh, uncles. I call them, some of them are my age or younger, and I call them uncle because they're teaching me. They're teaching me some valuable lessons. So it was so good to, to develop uncle-auntie relationships with someone that's older than you and let's say in drumming or basket weaving or whatever it is, you can call them auntie. And don't be shy of somebody, you know, older than you calls you auntie or uncle simply means that they're very traditional and they recognize the gift that you have so they can call you uncle or auntie you know so you know our family trees got all messed up because of residential school and even just giving our names our english names now so it's a good idea for you to start finding your family tree if you don't know it just a suggestion and if your first cousin and your dad's side is older than you, and it's a guy you can call him uncle. 
or if it's a if it's a lady and it's your first cousin and they're older and you can call them auntie you know and um, i really recommend that you know to revive this uncle auntie because to me the uncle and aunties were the teachers because the parents were busy raising my my parents are raising seven kids you know that's a tough job so the uncles and aunties would step in and help you know my uncle would babysit us my aunt my aunties or my granny you know so it's something that um, it just feels so good once it starts like soon as i go to muskium for instance i hear those terms uncle and auntie or nephew or niece you know so even when I heard Savannah just a little while ago call me uncle, oh, it felt good. My heart, my heart felt warm. You know, it's a good feeling to be acknowledged because it's a respectful. You know, and at this time too, I'd also say, you know, like um, everything we do in life, we earn it. So when we earn um, someone calling us uncle because of the way we treat them. We treat them good. We don't hurt them. We don't hurt anybody. And we could be, I feel I could be uncle to anybody. That's where I am. I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, so that's my little take on, uh, you know, uncles and aunties that we need. It's some, something I get hungry for. I guess I'll go next. Uh... How I build relationships is aunties, uncles. I think I usually start by like, just cause I love children so much and love like, love being an auntie, like a young auntie. Um, I just usually start playing like with my friends' kids, like and actually playing, like if we're playing a boss battle, like we're playing a boss battle. Like, and usually I'm the game master, which is pretty fun at times, but except for when I can't imagine something. But um, yeah, I guess like, the one thing I realized is like building these relationships. Um, one thing I realized, I guess, just recently is my nephew. Um, I always like, I love being called auntie, but my nieces and nephews are so, so much older than, um, than kind of the average niece or nephew. So like my youngest nephew, my oldest nephew is three years younger than me. And it goes three years, three years, eight years, eight years, and 11 years. And um, those are just for my siblings, um, not including my nieces and nephews through either um, cousins or friends, but um, they're a lot older. So uh, I was either called like little aunties um, until I became like an adult. And they were kind of like, <laughs> now sometimes like my, my nephews are really good. My, my nieces aren't so great with um, being like saying auntie, um, but they'll uh, usually like, um, I think it's, like taking on that role as an auntie is like also doing the work as an auntie too. Like um, I'm now realizing that with my nephew here in the city is uh, he's more, um, calling me auntie more or even like wasa. So wasa in my language is, is auntie. And um, his mom's also saying that too. So like reinforcing it. And I think she's feeling more comfortable as me being an auntie because I'm showing up and I'm being there and I'm um, helping support her and also um, being another uh, support for my nephew. And um, so it's not even my choice as being an auntie to say like, I'm your auntie. It's kind of like, I need to do the work to be your auntie. And I'm, I think I'm really, really realizing that with my nephew here in the city. 
And then um, that's also kind of showing me uh, that I need to show up for my other nieces and nephews um, in a different way um, who aren't here in the city. And um, how I build those relationships are either through iMessage, like, I don't know, a little poop game or um, we'll send like snap filters or stuff like that. So that's how I build my relationship. I guess it's a lot different than like the average traditional ways, but I think it kind of breaks the ice. And then um, I feel like my nieces and nephews are a lot more inclined to talk to me. Uh, my niece, uh, my second uh, niece, she's graduating high school this year and she's asking me a lot more questions about um, what it's like to graduate. And I think um, having that relationship beforehand of actually um, being there for her and also just listening to her without, um, without judgment and um, just being an open ear. I think that's how I build the relationships with my nieces and nephews. Um, how I build it outside of my family though, I, it's definitely um, just being a kid. Um, and uh, I think I'm realizing now as like an auntie, like when I was a kid, like when I was the niece, I was cakes, but now as like an auntie, I'm rainy. So um, I'm now just realizing that, that like Rainy is auntie and Cakes was when I was a niece. So it's funny to see the, that your nicknames even change as you get older. So, um, and a lot of my nieces, uh, nephews will be like, Rainy! <laughs> and um, they'll just like, and then we'll just play for like the first 30 or 50 minutes that I'm there. And then um, like acknowledge them and do whatever like games they're playing. And um, yeah, yeah, and that's how I usually build my connections with being an auntie within my community. What are yours, Naomi? Um, thanks, Serene. I think that exactly what you two have been talking about of like creating those opportunities to create connection, I think is really what I look for because I looked around at one point when I was an adult and realized that no one was like gonna do it for me, like set it up for me. Um, so a few years ago, I went and visited my um, family over in the island and I tr made the travel plans myself and I went over um, and visited with them and I realized that like all of those things that my mom and my dad used to organize to bring us over to go and sit with aunties and uncles um, and like have those opportunities to like just visit um, that no one was going to continue to organize them. I had to kind of like dentist appointments. It's like, I mean, it's more fun visiting family than seeing the dentist, to be honest. But it's the same idea of like finding opportunities to organize themselves because um, being completely honest, yes, it's something that my family has also struggled with is the lack of connection because of many things that have happened in history um, that we do have str like struggles to to connect and have those relationships together. And so um, for me, breaking it down to things that are easy, things that I already enjoy. I really love sitting down and having tea with somebody, having some food together, um, and just talking for like hours is, is actually how I've been building up my relationship with my family. Um, and also seeing like what Jerry's saying is like, um, it's not just people that you're related to that are like your, um, you know, given family, but also family that you connect to. Um, like other than that so for me um like serene and i met through work obviously we we're here together but um 
through our conversations and our relationship together, um, we feel more like sisters or cousins than anything else. And, um, and then also, it, it, we are even able to break it down to that um, Serene and her mom and my auntie have known each other for many, many years. And to think that um, our family extends far beyond just the people that we are related to by blood and that we have like kin, we have family um, across everywhere that we go to. Um, even Jerry talking about being hosted in Musqueam and now he's part of like Musqueam family. And um, that's definitely what I relate to because growing up outside of our community over in Nanusp and growing up here in East Van, there is its own community here where I had aunties and uncles that were looking out for me and taking care of me that I'm not, you know, related to, but they were family. They treated me like family and I could look to them up, up to them as family. And um, so I think not getting overwhelmed of like, because for me, I, I remember talking to a friend of like, how do I like bring my whole family together? How do I do this? You know, it's so big, right? And he was like, well, you know, just one-on-one, -on -one. you're one person and just reaching out and connecting to one person at a time and then just enjoying that time together. And um, you don't have to worry about taking on the burden of this huge, you know, like um, overwhelming prospect of like, healing and connection and just create it to like small moments of connection because that's what made me feel good it's and it made it real for me because talking about this stuff can feel so broad but to just say sitting down and eating um breakfast at uh you know at denny's or something with one of my aunties a few years ago that was i still have that memory in my mind of, of that was a chance for me and her to connect and um and then having a like an opportunity to interview a different auntie, just sitting down together and eating eating Chinese food because we really wanted Chinese food at night. And um, yeah, moments like that that was really that was really fun. And um, finding ways to connect like that, it's almost like kind of like making friends. Like how do you make friends? You go up to them, you introduce themselves yourself. You know, you find common things that you have in common, and and just share some time together. And I've seen Serene do a great example of that um, when we had the opportunity to visit. Uh, Newhawk in Bella Coola, um, we saw an elder sitting at a table by himself, and I am so shy, I wasn't going to say anything, and Serena was like, let's go eat dinner with him, and I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> she grabbed her plates, and we went over and sat down and introduced ourselves and said, hello, you know, we're just visiting from out of town, and just, and then we found out that he was one of the hereditary chiefs there, and he had a ton of really cool, um, uh, like history to share with us and some language as well to share with us. And it was just, it was a really, really beautiful memory. And it was just a sitting down and sharing some food together. <laughs> um, we do have 10 minutes left, but I wanted to thank you all again for um, sharing. I know that especially during this time when we can't gather in person, it's just so nice to reminisce about these times with our aunties and with our community and the, the times that we have gathered and all these lessons that we still have um, and we'll still be here when we do have the opportunity to gather in physical space together. Um, and Serene, I really liked during your presentation when you were talking about the way that you're connecting with your nieces and nephews is just through um, the tools we have available. So Snapchat or, or, you know, like these games that we can play online. And I think that's like just a good reminder for myself personally to remember that it isn't just big moments that um, makes you an auntie or a community member or kin. It's, it's the small moments where you're just checking in and showing up together. So 
Um, I do want to um, allow time for all of you to have some to ask a question to the audience or have a closing thought before we go away for lunch. Um, we have a, an hour lunch break from 12 to 1. Um, so if any, uh, if you three had a thought or a question or anything to close, um, this is your time. I think I would just want to share that there is no bad way of being an auntie, that being an auntie is dependent, or an uncle, is dependent on who you are um, as a person and to not be afraid to try because you might have people turn you away or say, I don't need help with that, go, you know, they might dismiss you and that's okay. That's their decision. That's their emotion and you don't have to own that and you can just continue to try and, and put yourself out there and make mistakes because I've learned such good valuable lessons from aunties that I've seen struggle that I've seen make mistakes and say something that they shouldn't have said or you know um, do something like that and I learned from it and so I would say don't be afraid and um, you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to act a certain way you know you don't have to be um, anything to be yourself or to be who you are to your community whether that community be you know um with family members or completely new people in a different setting it's totally okay and just just try just try and step in and learn um I you guys all to start a little snapchat game or something with your niece or nephew oh roblox that's a big one <laughs> i know that one too um and just just play for like an hour even if it's just or maybe even if it's just 30 minutes like i know it makes a huge impact because every time my when i see my nieces and nephews they light up because they have that shared connection so I mean, do it how you want to do it, whether that be even just reaching out to your auntie and uncle just to say, hey, like, I acknowledge you, I love you, I'm still here, and that goes a long way. Kate, I'd like to add that, um, you know, if an uncle corrects you, don't get hurt feelings. Because when they correct you, it's because they care for you, you know, and they want you to do good. And they don't want you to embarrass yourself, so they're going to correct you and say, don't do it that way, nephew or niece. You know, I can remember my uncle telling me, nephew, you fly with the crows, you're going to get shot. You know, because I was hanging around with people that were drinking and stealing when I was a young teenager. Of course, I didn't listen to him and I ended up getting arrested, you know, and get thrown in a can or in a jail. But I listened after that, you know, so if they're going to correct you, you know, don't have hurt feelings from it. It could hurt. I'm not saying don't have hurt. All of us can get hurt feelings from being corrected. But just say, thank you. Thank you, uncle or auntie. Okay. Just thank them. You know, and when uh, your uncle or auntie does something for you, you sort of put a mark on your brain. Say, I'm going to do something for uncle. Auntie, I want to pay them back for this moment. And then when you do that, you say, and they'll say, hi, why are you doing that? So, uncle, remember last year you done this for me? I just want to return that kindness. Because that's the way our people where they would, as soon as somebody does something for you, you mark it and say, I'm going to do something for them. 
And it might be two or three years down the road or something, you know. One of my aunties told me when, um, when you give away good things, it goes around in a circle and come back to you. And sometimes it's a big circle, maybe 10 years before it gets back to you. But don't worry, it'll come back to you. So one of the tough things for, as an uncle, I talked to nephews that made bad mistakes. And I have to try and find a way where they don't feel worse because they're feeling bad already. You know, so, you know, so I don't want them to have, feel any worse than they are. But at the same time, I want to let them know what you've done is wrong. You know, you shouldn't do that. Um, but always, um, I think when we use the word nephew, when I correct my nephews and I say, hey, nephew, you know, it's a different connection. Then. It's, I think it opens the door for correcting people when you start to use that term nephew and niece. You know, I've talked to nephews and say, hey, nephew, you know, we're, we're doing some serious work here. You know, we're saving lives and stuff like that. You know, or we want um, granny or grandpa to have a good event because sometimes they have naming ceremony or something. And we work with the uncles and the aunties to help that grandparent have a good event. You know, and um, it's so good to have uncles and aunties guide you. So when you need help, go say, hey, uncle, I, I don't understand this. Don't be afraid to do that. And if they don't know, don't blame them. You know, to say, oh, thank you. Um, they might tell you where else to go look for an answer. But try to keep the communication open by listening and talking, returning goodness, giving goodness. And teach people that too. Teach your nephew. Oh, yeah, nephew. Uh, Teach them about what goes around, comes around. You give out goodness, goodness comes back to you. Yeah. Thank you all. Um, I just wanted to um, mention the Q&A. We've gotten some great um, feedback during this conversation. Um, one of the questions was, um, how can a person access ceremony during the time of the pandemic? Are there any resources open to the public in Vancouver? Um, we did answer this question, um, just pointing you to um, one of Jerry's podcast episodes, Ceremony at a Distance, which is online at teachingsinthear.ca. But we are going to work on, uh, if anyone else knows of any uh, resources, we can definitely um, point you to the, into that direction as well. Um, I'll send an email after today's conference. Um, also, um, we had another question. So this, this conversation will be recorded. It is recorded. So you will receive it um, after the conference. And this is our gift to you. Um, and these lessons are our gift to you. So I just want to thank the three of you for um, being so open and sharing your, your experiences and um, the lessons you've learned. Um, if anyone else has a question uh, before we break for lunch, you can put them in the Q&A or the chat function and we can get to them throughout the day. Um, but I think that is the end of our conversation for now. Um, I know we couldn't get through everything, but I thank you for what we did get through. Um, so Jerry, if you want to lead us, um, so that we can close for lunch, um, we'll be back at 1 PM. Okay. Great.
We'll do um, um, a little dinner song. Hey yo, hey yo, oh, oh, hey. I'd just like to thank once again my wonderful guests on this podcast, Savannah, Naomi, and Serene, and my wonderful crew, the techies, the engineers, for making this possible. You know, I had a, new, a thought today. I've been feeling the fatigue, COVID fatigue. And of course, at times get me down, you know, and oh, I'm tired of this. I want to go to BC. I want to visit my family, you know, all of that. You know, you know, at times gets me down. So this morning I said, this whole experience is go I'm going to be stronger because I'm facing it. Like a salmon story. Salmon swimming up the river has been banged around, fighting the tough rapids. They didn't care because they knew when they face that struggle, they get stronger. So let's put it in our minds. We're going to get stronger fighting this COVID, and we're going to beat it, and that we're going to have a chance to be uncles and aunties still, and we're going to be good ones. So thank you for listening.